0: Matthew 6, and we're going to start in verse 9. Let's start in verse 8. It says, so don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. Jesus is telling the people, and He's teaching them, He says, If you're going to pray, this is how I would pray. And he's the smartest person on the planet. He's connected with God. He's God with us. He laid down his divinity, took on humanity. He's God in the flesh. He is a great representation of God. And he's saying, listen, if you're going to pray, pray this way. If you're standing in front of an expert and then you've got a guy who's an amateur, who are you going to listen to? I'd listen to the expert every single time. And Jesus says, pray then this way. Our Father, why don't you read that with me? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And we've been camping around the phrase on earth as it is in heaven. My passion is that you would experience what is in heaven here on earth. And that's not an impossibility, because everything Jesus says is possible. Jesus doesn't say something just to tease us. Jesus doesn't just say something and then say, ah, well... That was a slip of my tongue. You know, I wasn't really thinking when I said that. I shouldn't have said that because now you're going to expect it. Parents, can you remember when you were a child and your parent said to you, I'll give you this treat and so you did the dishes, you cleaned up, you vacuumed, you did everything, you finished your food, whatever it was, and then you came to them, what did you expect? You expected what they said. I would go to my dad, and I would expect that he would give me what he said he would give me. And it says in Luke that if our Heavenly Father He says, if you as fathers on this earth give your kids the things they ask for, how much more? There's more for you. There's more for you. Look to somebody and tell them there's more for you. Bradley and Veronica, the way you champion those little kids is phenomenal. The pleasure that I see you have when you just want to give them the world. That's not unnoticed. And what you're doing is you are sowing into something that God is going to give and birth in you. Keep it up. Of, Of course, get permission from the parents. But I love how you get these wild ideas and the excitement that you get it, 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 keep it up i i have one other thing to say before i get into my sermon i i had i looked i was reading the book of daniel this morning now daniel's probably my second best character in the bible or maybe third you know jesus jesus is a pretty good character and i kind of like david but Daniel, he's pretty good. Do you know what the name Daniel means? God is my judge. So there's at least two Daniels. How many other Daniels are there here this morning? There's Dan Zapanzik, Daniel Zapanzik, and my brother. So I just want to say that over you. I already spoke it over my brother this morning. But Dan, whatever you do, stand for righteousness, stand for the kingdom, and God is your judge. He will rectify and he will, you stand before him and as you walk with uprightness and as you walk with integrity, you might question some of those things, but God says, I'm the one that's judging what's going on. So I, I'll leave that with you. Pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So what does God want to happen on earth? What does God want to happen in your world? His kingdom and his will. That's what God wants to happen in your world. That's what he wants to see in my world. His desire and his his intent for me is that I would see his kingdom come and his will be done, just like it's in heaven. He says, that's what I want for you on earth, David. Now, if we can fast forward a little bit, Jesus spends his time with his disciples. He gets he gets to the end, and he's, he's actually crucified. He comes back. And he spends about 50 days. About 500 people see him in that time. And his disciples, I just love this. I, God is so good. Because we get those brain-dead moments. We get those moments where we get brain dead, you know, we have all this fun in God, we have all this amazing revelation with God, and then we get our zone, our stupid zone. And I've been there. And I forget everything that God does. And and the disciples come to Jesus and He spent all this time with them and He's explaining the kingdom to them. And then he said and they come to him and he says, Now is this when you're gonna restore the kingdom? And he goes, guys, shake your head. Get with the program. It's not for you to know the time or the season. My Father in heaven does. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. That's from Acts 1.8. And what Jesus was doing was he was revealing the next thing. He says, I've got to go. He says, in fact, it's, it's good for you that I go because the one who's coming, who's like me, is, he needs to come. The power of the Holy Spirit is the same as Jesus. I get you thinking here a bit. And when he said, I'm going to send you another, that word another means one of the same. He is not inferior. He's not less. So the power of the Holy Spirit that comes on us and in us and lives in us is actually the power of God. And he says I'm sending him to you. Why do you think God Why do, why do you think God invested so much in us? Why do you think he invested so much in us? Cuz he loves us. Cuz he wants to see heaven on earth. He said to his disciples, I don't do anything except what I see the Father doing. He says, and me and my Father, we're one. And just like Brad, just like you shared this morning, we abide and we remain in him. And as we are one, he is one with, with the Father, and we're one. The best revelation that we get of what heaven looks like is watching what Jesus does. And then he says, guys, I've got to go, but the one I'm sending is just like me. He's one of the same as me. And you're going to become witnesses of what I've done. So I want to talk this morning about heaven on earth. I want to talk about, we just had October 31st, what people refer to as Halloween, and the supernatural, you know, it's, it spikes, the whole aspect of supernatural spikes. But you and I live in a supernatural world. You and I live in a world of the supernatural. In a natural way, we need to learn how to live supernaturally. So what I've done is I've got a number of verses. Did you guys pass out the notes yet? If you could do that, that would be great. You didn't need them ahead of time, but you could use them now. But I want to take a few minutes this morning, and I want us to see how the supernatural power of God can release heaven on earth. And what I'd like to take the time as we go through these notes is for you to see that the the revelation of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, the notes actually, what I've done in there is I've put notes of actually the people in the Bible. I didn't put the, the miracles of Jesus. I put the miracles that people did because what I want you to see is miracles just, didn't, they just weren't exclusive to Jesus. Sometimes I think we think, oh, the miracles are only exclusive to Jesus and to his club. No, the miracles are exclusive to you and include you. Anybody here ever experienced something supernatural that you can't explain? About five years ago, my wife was going through some health things, and she had talked to me, and she said, listen, um, and this was a recurring thing that she had experienced, and so she knew her body, and she could feel her body. There was an issue with her blood, and her blood, and it would get toxic. And she could feel that internally. And so she had said to me, Listen, if this doesn't get better by tomorrow morning, we're going back to the hospital. And we'd been to the hospital five, six, seven times. She says, We're going to have to go to emergency. We're going to go to the hospital. And we're going to have to deal with this. And this is just driving me crazy. That evening, Pastor Nelson came over and he prayed for Winona. And And Pastor Nelson and Pastor Daniel, they would come regularly. Whenever I've got a problem, they're coming over. (laughs) I thank God they live so close. (laughs) They'd get frequent miles otherwise. Um, But they came over, and Pastor Nelson was looking at, at his daughter, Winona, and he says, what is it that you want? And she goes, I know what I want. And she told him. We went to bed that night, and and I laid my hands on her and I pray for her and this is something I would regularly do through the even, through the night and at about 4:21 in the morning I woke up to an audible voice that said it's being taken care of now the voice was literally as close as between the wall and my bed is as if somebody was standing beside my bed physically speaking to me. Now, I've had an audible voice speak to me three times that I know of that it wasn't my wife because sometimes she speaks the same as the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to be silly. You, You speak powerfully, honey. But these three times, it wasn't my wife speaking. And this one particular time, I woke up I heard this voice, it's is being taken care of now. I rolled over and the clock read 4:21. That morning she got up. We started our day. I talked to her and I said, How are you feeling? She goes, You know what? I'm actually feeling pretty good. She says, I'm based on how I felt when I went to bed and how I feel now, she says, I'm feeling good. So I shared with her what happened. She didn't go to emergency, but we had a regular visit with our doctor scheduled within a few days, I think, of that. And she, so we went to the doctor's visit for, for an MRI results. And, the, uh, and that's a whole other story. I won't get into that. But she says to the doctor, he asks her how she's doing. She says, I'm doing great. And he goes, oh. Now he's got some information, and the information he he has is different than what Winona's saying. And so she says to him, she says, no, I feel great. I feel great. I feel really good. I think I'm better, or something to that effect. And he says, well, I've been your doctor, I can tell what operations I've done, and I can tell my incisions and and those things. So he says, let's just do a check. So he says, let me check. And as he's checking, he goes, huh, huh, wow, huh. He says, I can't see the marks that I had done surgery on you before. That's the kind of supernatural that God wants you and I to walk in that's the kind of supernatural that God wants to release that's the kind of supernatural that's available to you and I and so when I share that story that builds my faith for the next supernatural that's going to happen my wife is 100% healed who here needs a healing in your body? Can you say out loud, God is my healer? And he heals me of every disease. Thank you, Father. Amen. Doesn't have to be crazy, doesn't have to be loud, doesn't have to be flames of fire flying off my hands, although that would be kind of cool, but it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes he just says, David, just speak the word. But I want to show you a few instances of supernatural because I believe God wants every single one of us to walk in a level that's a whole other level that we've not walked in. And the world around you needs it. The world around you Needs the supernatural that you have inside of you. They need that released into their life. You are the carrier of the supernatural. You have an advantage over a non believer. It's called the Holy Spirit. You have an advantage. Alvaro, you have an advantage. You have an uncanny wisdom, but when you take your wisdom that you have and you put it through the filter of the Holy Spirit, it gets magnified, and all of a sudden people are going to look at you and they're going to say, that guy, he's ten times better than anybody else that's been in this office. And you know why? Because the Holy Spirit. And that is biblical. Go to Daniel chapter 1. When they examined Daniel... The guy say, "Daniel, this guy is 10 times better than everybody else." You cannot separate the activity of God from the power of God. You can't separate the love of God from the power of God. You can't separate the care of God from the love of God. You can't separate the presence of God from the love of God. You can't separate the presence of God from the supernatural power of God. Don't We, we live in a life sometimes where we segment and give God permission or put him in this place, but God, don't box God up. Allow him full reign in every area of your life. Even the messy areas. Even the areas where you struggle with having the right attitude. Let him in. Even the areas where you might not be sure he can do it, give him a chance. You cannot separate the activity of God from the power of God. I want to just read to you very quickly or share with you. Peter, in Acts 9, 32, he's traveling traveling through ministering. He's just doing what he does. He sees a guy that's paralyzed for eight years. And he speaks to him, and he says, Get up off your bed, and I love this. I love this because not only did he say get off your bed, but then he said make your bed. In other words, when God heals you, clean that up and move on. I've seen people get healed or delivered from things, and they go right back to it. And Jesus, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, through the through the vessel of Peter, says, listen, take up your bed and, and clean it up, because this is no longer how you live. And a guy for eight years paralyzed, and Peter says, and immediately he was healed. Peter. The guy that probably made more mistakes, I mean, he... He'd speak out of line. He actually cussed. (laughs) He actually said some bad words. Like not G-rated words. He said bad words when Jesus died. And what does Jesus say? Ah, I'm going to use you. And he's just ordinary. Peter... Is just doing what God wants him to do. I, I love this. He didn't say we're going to have an evangelistic meeting, and we're going. He just does what he's doing, and he comes across this person who's paralyzed for eight years, and God touches that person. If you continue in that chapter, he's called to this house, and he prays for a lady that is such an amazing woman, and they want her healed, and she actually dies, and he goes, and I love this picture because he does what Jesus did. Jesus went, and when he went to heal somebody, he he got rid of the people out of the room, and if you read what Peter did, he got rid of those people, and he talks with God, and he calls out Tabitha, and he says, rise up, and she gets raised from the dead. Peter. I mean, we, we equate that with Jesus, but Jesus said, no, no, I'm, I'm going to let Peter do this. I've prayed for a dead person before. Well, I got awful quiet in here. <laughs> I have prayed for two people that have passed away. Because I've wanted to see them raised from the dead. And guess, guess what? You'll never see it if you don't do it. So I've got two under my belt. And the one couple that, that asked me to do it, I just loved that they asked me to do it because they had the same, they, they wanted to see it happen. She rises from the dead. Peter was an ordinary guy. Filled with the Holy Spirit. I like this one in Acts 12. I put these two together because they're two different escapes out of prison. One Peter is is actually sleeping between two guards bound with two chains, and there's sentries or guards at the prison door. And the place gets shaken, and the angel actually has to come and push Peter to wake him up. I mean, stuff is happening, and Peter, and he's if you read the story, you find out that the guys that were guarding that prison actually got killed because he got out. The angel actually, it says he strikes him. So I don't think he just said, Peter, hey, little fella, wake up. (laughs) Peter! He probably had some fun. Peter! Woke him up. Chains fell off, prison doors opened without anybody there to open them. It's one thing when you're there to open the door, but can you imagine getting escorted by an angel and a door opens up in front of you? Peter is just, he doesn't realize what's happening till after it's happened. He thought he was having a vision. He goes to the house where they're praying for him, the girl runs to the door. <laughs> sees Peter, runs back, and says, I just saw a ghost. They said, what do you mean? Well, it's Peter, but he's in prison, so it's got to be a ghost. And, the, and Peter actually is knocking on the door again. Can you imagine the power of the supernatural in your life that people would not even believe it's possible what could happen? The freedom that you can bring because of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because you've seen a picture of heaven. And you're so in communion with the Father and you're so intimate with the Father that you know His thoughts and you go, In heaven, that's not allowed. And He says He wants heaven on earth. So on earth, that's not allowed. The next passage where. People do not escape from prison, but they're put in jail, and they're fastened, and they're singing and praying in prison, like, come on, have a pity party, and they go, we're not having a pity party, we're going to have a prayer party. Who here has ever prayed and worshiped and praised God when you've been bound and in chains? It's something you have to determine you're going to do. It just doesn't just happen. I've been there. I've been like Eeyore. Don't laugh. (laughs) Nobody loves me. But they are in the presence of jail, and they're praying and singing... An earthquake happens, doors open, their chains fall off. But you know what? God doesn't tell them to leave. God says, stay there. So sometimes you're not supposed to escape prison. Sometimes you stay there and God does something miraculous there. He leads the the prison guard to the Lord. He leads his family. He comes and he's freaked out because he knows if prisoners escape, it's on him. And Paul and Silas say, no, we're here. And he goes, Wow, what must I do? And he gets led to Christ. I say that because sometimes we want to escape situations, and other times I think God says, No, I need you to stay there. But you're not bound. You're not bound. We live in an I society. A me world. I don't like this. I'm going to escape this. But there's sometimes the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you that you can be a witness where you're at, but you're not bound and you're not fastened, but you're in that situation. You don't understand why, but I'm here in this situation. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to flow through me and the supernatural is going to happen. If you haven't caught it yet, I believe... In the supernatural. If you haven't picked it up yet, I believe in you operating and living in the supernatural. And if you haven't picked it up yet, we're going after the supernatural. Whenever you ask the prayer and you speak the prayer and you say, Father, would you bring heaven on earth? Would you do what is in heaven on earth, Lord? Whatever here on earth, we want it to be what is in heaven. And when you say that, you automatically invite the power and the presence of God to come, and the supernatural comes with that. Don't be spooked out, but get ready for some things to happen. Some of the things you might not be able to explain. like that. Acts 28. They're on this island, Paul. He's lighting a fire because everybody's wet and cold. And out of this fire, a snake comes and grabs his hand, a poisonous snake. And I found this amazing. The first reaction of people was, he deserves it. He must be a murderer, he must be doing something wrong, he deserves it. Then they watch him, and he doesn't die. And they turn around from saying, you must be a murderer, and you must be this, and you must be that, they probably speaking, saying, you deserve this. And in a matter of moments, they go from that to saying, he must be a god. And that snake, he shook it off. And then, if you read on, what it did was it opened up the door. Sometimes, when God does miracles through you, for you, it's to open up a door so that He can have His power touch so many other lives. Here's one for you Philip transported. Man, how, oh, that will be fun. I've met a pastor who told us in a Bible school class, he lived up in Trail or Nelson, eight to 10-hour drive. He was in a meeting on a Friday night or an evening meeting, and it went extra long, and he says, "And I couldn't leave. I just was so desiring to be there." And he had an appointment the next day, something, something important, like a wedding or something like that. It wasn't just a coffee appointment. He says, "I left that meeting late." And the physical amount of time it would have taken me to get from here to Nelson or wherever he was going, he said, was greater than the time I was supposed to be there. So in plain English, I was supposed to be there in six hours, but it would take me eight hours to get there, or ten hours. He says, I got there before I was supposed to be there. And he said to us, he says, I can't explain it, but I don't remember parts of the road. Now, please. (laughs) Oh, I'm supposed to be there in 15 minutes? I'll just stay here for another 13 and God take, no. I don't, don't go there. But can you imagine being so caught up in what God is doing He's ministering to this Ethiopian man on a, on a chariot and he, sees, and he shares with him what he's reading. The guy says, can you explain it? And Philip explains it and he sees some water and he says, what stops me from getting baptized? He says, nothing, let's do it. He gets some baptized, he gets back and all of a sudden he's gone. And he's found in another city. That happened to Philip. His name didn't start with J. E-S-U-S, it was Philip, P-H-I-L-I-P, I I think. So uh, what I want you to see is some of these supernatural acts actually happened to people. They did happen to Jesus, yes, but he says, these things that I do, you're going to do greater. Greater. And I want to raise your level of expectation and your level of faith to say, you know what? I'm going to go after what God does. Now, I want to show you something. Each one of these things that happened, they were just doing what they were doing. Because I think sometimes we get in trouble when we chase after something that God says, no, I just want you to do this. In other words, if you work nine to five Keep working nine to five, and God can do something in that nine to five position that you might be wanting, but he can do it just in the fact that you're just being ordinary, because in the ordinary is when the extraordinary happens. In the natural things of life is when the supernatural gets an opportunity to happen. It's in the natural, it's, it's, it's in just, I'm just walking down the street. This guy says, can you share this with me? Yeah, oh, let's talk about it. Great. Wow, isn't that amazing? And, you, and just in that instance, you take time and you take the opportunity for God to work. And what happens is in that moment, the natural thing you're doing, the supernatural comes and compounds on top of that. Expect the supernatural. But do the natural. Can I say it like that? Keep doing what you're doing. Show up. Be faithful. Be loyal. Work hard. Study hard. Be the best that you can be. Be the best. If you sweep the floor, You do it better than anybody else. And I'm not being silly when I say that. Do it the best that you can. And as you're doing the natural things that God's called you to do, all of a sudden, he comes alongside you and the supernatural happens. And you go, what happened? I don't know, but it just happened. They say about Paul... It says in, in, in Acts 19 that God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul. People would come and they'd they get his hand, handkerchief or his apron and they'd take it and people would get healed. But Paul was just doing what God called him to do. Doing what he was called to do. And God was performing the extraordinary My prayer for you today is that you would experience the supernatural when you perform the natural. Do what God's called you to do. If it's driving a bus, be the best bus driver you can be. If it's filling a flat tire, do it better than anybody else. If it's stitching up a garment, be one that stitches up the garment better than anybody else could ever do it. If it's reading a report, translating it to another person, be the best that you can do. And what happens is when you do the natural things and you're doing it and you're honoring God, all of a sudden, he starts to come into play. And the natural that you thought was limited starts to become unlimited. And people start to get touched. People start to come around you. And they say, what is it about you? I thought this was all you did. And you say, well, me too. But when I get around you, I go home and I feel better. When I came around you last week, you know what? The ache in my shoulder left. And you didn't even pray for me. Because the power of God is present. And on earth, as it is in heaven, is happening. It's through the ordinary activity of life that the extraordinary activity of God is released. Expect God to show up when you ask him to. Amen? Amen? So I want to close. But I would be remiss if I was not doing what I ordinarily do, asking God to do something extraordinary. I'm a pastor. I'm passionate about the things of God. And I've just given you some verses and illustrations of the power of God. And the last thing I want to do is just release you and say, go home. If you need a touch from God, I want you to come up right now to this front. If you need a touch from God, I don't care what it is, if it's physical, if it's mental, if it's anxiety, if it's depression, if it's a habit that you've got, if you need a touch from God, right now I believe the power of God is here to heal, deliver, and set free. And we need to give God an opportunity to do what only God can do. So if you need a touch from God, come up right now. Just come forward, stand up on this line. And I'm going to ask Pastor Nelson and Pastor Daniel. We've got Soup Sunday here, so I'm, we're going to be quick. We don't need to take 15 minutes. We, we can just release God's power over you just like that. So I just want to ask you to come forward. Pastor Daniel, would you be able to come? Pastor Sean? Charlene, would you be able to come? and Just take two or three people. Just d- divide it up, two or three people, and just pray over them. And ask the power of God. Say, God, would you release your supernatural power over them right now? And then, and then say, thank you, God. Thank him for releasing his power and his ability. Amen? So let's just do it very quickly, and then we'll have another instruction after that. So gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen, if you could just pray right now. Hallelujah. And if you're sitting down, if you could just pray, stretch forth your hands for the people here, because we are all part of this. If you've been prayed for, you may go and sit down. It just gives us the ability to see who still needs to be prayed for. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Honey, could you pray for a couple people? Pastor Sean, there's still some more to pray for. Hallelujah. 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 I'd like to pray for you in your seats. If you'd like to see the power of God released in your neighborhoods, in your communities, in your workplaces, can I ask that you just raise your hand if you'd like to see God being released. Because what I want to do is I, wanna, I just want to release that and I'm going to ask God to give you opportunities to see his goodness released. So, Father... I ask, Lord, that you would cause us to be a people that do the ordinary but see the extraordinary. Lord, that we would live a life of the supernatural so naturally, Lord, that we wouldn't even be able to figure out when it's supernatural, when it's natural, because it just flows out of us. We see heaven on earth in the lives of those around us. Lord, I ask for opportunities this week to show that and to see that happening. Lord, not that we're looking for the extraordinary, but we're getting opportunities just to do natural things that see you release your supernatural power. We release that and we thank you for that in your precious name. Amen. And we have.